Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. What I want to share in our today's lesson today is an experience that I have had uh, as um, as I sought the Lord in the last couple of days, and it made such an impression on me because it spoke volumes to me, and I I pray that I would be able to communicate what I received, the understanding of what I received as accurately as I can. And share with you some of the things which the Spirit of God impressed upon my heart that are vitally important and necessary in our spiritual warfare against spiritual wickedness. Now, the title of my message is called The Principle of Resistance. The Principle of Resistance. So, for a few days now, actually, I think since Friday, Friday morning, I began to sense a righteous anger rising up within me. Uh, I would also call it perhaps a righteous indignation, if you will, against the works of darkness that often seem to prevail against us. That's the, that's the best way that I can put it. It was like a force or an anger rising up within me like a flood. And my heart searched for God, searched for His wisdom in prayer. And the more I prayed about this, being led by the Spirit, the more angry I became. There is such a thing as a holy anger. Or a righteous anger. I imagine when the Lord Jesus walked into the temple and saw those that sold and those that bought and made his house a house of merchandise rather than a house of prayer, the Bible says that he went in there and he overturned the tables. And I'm sure he wasn't mild and mellow. He was angry at what they have done to the temple of his father. So I was angry. Angry not at God but at the devil and his cohorts. And while in prayer, praying in the Spirit, I had this incredible vision. I was walking on an open road, and at one point in time, things were being thrown at me, trying to block my path, and to distract me, and to harass me. And I sensed, at that point in time, I sensed, a very strong opposition and resistance coming against me, trying to prevent my steady walk in the Lord. And right there and then, this, this, this force, this anger rising up within me, it felt like a mighty flood being poured out of me, sweeping away all resistance and all opposition that was blocking my way. It was like a hurricane came out of me, a spiritual force that resisted and went against these oppositions and resistance and contradictions 
sweeping them away and making my path clear before me. And a verse of scripture came to mind, which I will read to you. You can jot it down and have a look at it at your own time. From Isaiah 59, verse 19. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. I looked at this verse from the ESV and it reads as follows. So they shall fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For he will come like a rushing stream which the wind of the Lord drives. He is referring to a standard the Spirit of God lifts up against the enemy when the enemy comes against us. And this flood or rushing stream that was coming out of me in the vision was a spiritual force that was released through the spoken word of God coming out of my mouth, resisting the devil and his works, pushing against it and resisting him using the sword of the spirit. I then realized something at that moment. The lifting up of the standard is what I believe is terribly missing from the church today. There is no force, there is no spiritual force rising up from within us, coming against and speaking against the works of the devil as we should. Now, the rising up in the power of the spirit and resisting the enemy as we are told to do, I see, I might be wrong, but by and large is absent during the attacks of the evil one. We seem to be passive. We seem to receive or accept what is thrown at us, thinking that it's the natural cause of events. Oh, well, this is life. We, we human after all, and, and so on and so forth. And we use all this natural wisdom and, and excuses because I think at times we, we don't have the willingness or the, the unction or the strength that we are required to resist and to come against uh, what the enemy is doing in our lives. This, this, this holy anger that I've experienced, this, this pure hatred, if I can put it that way, against the devil and his works must be present, I believe, in our fight of faith. Must be present. The Bible talks about fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. There are certain things, promises from God, blessings from God, that were given to us that requires us to rise up fight the good fight of faith, take hold of them, and keep them. Because the enemy is trying to steal them from us. The psalmist say, listen to what King David said in Psalm 139, verses 21 and 22. He said, Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? 
he uses the word hate. I hate those who hate you. And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred, and I count them my enemies. The scriptures speak about Jesus in the book of Hebrews, and it says, He loved righteousness, but he hated iniquity with the perfect hatred. We must come to that place where not only we hate the devil, but we hate the works of the devil. And we rise up in the power of the Spirit and resist him with the spiritual weapons that God has given us. Because he's trying to steal our joy, our peace, our health, our blessing, and our prosperity. You can't just lie, lie down and play dead. You've got to rise up in the power of the Spirit. Now, this passive attitude towards the devil's works, I believe, against us and our loved ones is costing us many a victory because we're not resisting them. We are submitting to them. We are accepting them as part of the natural course of life. The Word of God is clear on the subject. We have been given specific instructions as to what to do when the enemy comes against you. Listen to what James says. James chapter 4, verse 7. Therefore, submit to God, meaning submit to the Word of God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. Listen to what Peter says to the church and to us today. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. How? Steadfast in your faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. What are we to do when it comes against us, when it comes to steal our health, when it comes to steal our joy, our peace? What are we to do? We are to resist him steadfast in the faith, fighting, persevering, and pushing back. How? by the spoken word, and by our actions. My wife visited uh, our GP, our doctor, the other day uh, for some blood tests, and, and, and she came back and she told me, you know what the doctor told me about you? I said, what? She said, I admire your husband's tenacity. You don't find this nowadays, she said. I don't know what she saw, but she saw something in my attitude, in my words, that she recognized that, that tenacity, that resistance, that I'm not willing to lie down, that I'm not willing to take this from the enemy or whatever he's trying to do. I'm rising up in the power of the Spirit and I'm fighting with everything that God has given me. Hallelujah. And God wants you to do the same, my brother, my sister.
Amen. We are to submit first to the word of God. Find out what God promised you. Find out what Jesus redeemed you from. That rightly belongs to you by inheritance. It's yours. Bought and paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. Find out. Submit to that word. And resist steadfastly the devil. Exercising our own our authority against all of his works. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 10. He said that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He comes to steal. What? Steal every blessing that God has given you. And he has no mercy. He's ruthless and persistent. The way we resist him and the way we deal with him will determine the outcome of our warfare. It's what you do when he comes against you that will determine whether he will overcome and succeed or whether he will overcome you. Amen? For example, when a thief breaks into your house to steal and do harm to you and to your family, what do you do? Especially when you arm to the teeth and he has no weapons. The thief has no weapons. Jesus took all of his teeth out. He pulled them out. He took away his authority. He has no authority or power over you. And he calls him the thief. Do you just let him have his way and steal from you? Or do you put up a fight and resist him? That's a good question, isn't it? When he attacks one of your children, what do you do? Do you get mad at him? Do you get angry? Do you start rebuking and, and, and declaring the word of the Lord over your children? Over yourself, over your wife, over your spouse, over your relationships? Or you, you just stand back and allow him to have his way? That's a good question, isn't it? Hello? Are you there? When the devil comes against you trying to steal your health, your peace of mind, and every blessing God bestowed upon you, how do you respond? What do you do? Do you just let him walk all over you? Sad to say, most believers do exactly that. They don't know how to fight the good fight of faith. They don't know how to resist. They don't know what the Word of God says. They don't know what God promised them. So they grope around in ignorance. That is a very dangerous place to be, my brother, my sister. They have no resistance. They're passive by accepting and submitting to his evil scheme. We are not to do that. Why? Because Jesus bought and paid with his own precious blood every blessing God bestowed upon us. It's paid for. It belongs to us. Redemption is free. Redeemed from the curse is a free gift from God. But it came at a very high cost. And when we refuse to stand up and fight what belongs to us, why should we have it? If you're not willing to stand up and fight for what belongs to you, 
fight what is your inheritance, what is your right, what is your birthright in Christ. Why should you have it? If the blessings of God are not worth fighting for, then why would God allow us to experience them? And that's what God was teaching me today, uh, this week. That's what he was showing me, revealing to me, uh, inspiring me, uh, and encouraging me to rise up in the power of the Spirit. If we are not willing, folks, to fight for what we say we believe, it's one thing to say you believe something, or you believe a promise of God. But it's another when you go through that test, it will clearly show what you believe. Amen? So if we are not willing to fight for what we say we believe, why then should we have it? So this righteous anger, this holy indignation, ought to rise up within us every time the enemy comes against us either to afflict us or our loved ones with either sickness or disease or with fear or with doubt or any other thing he throws at us. The Word of God declares, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, accusing you, condemning you, you will condemn. For this is your heritage as a servant of the Lord, and your righteousness is a gift from God. When you know you're righteous in the eyes of God by faith, you have boldness. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Amen. Isaiah 41 verse 15. Look at this promise that God is giving to his chosen ones. This is one of my favorite verses. I've learned it off by heart for many years. And it comes out of my mouth regularly. He says, Behold, look, I will make you into a new threshing sledge or instrument with sharp teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You shall winnow them and the wind shall carry them away and the whirlwind shall scatter them and you shall rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. Wow, what a promise from God. What a promise from God. He's not talking about literal mountains and hills. It's an allegory. He's speaking about these huge obstacles that stand in our way, that intimidate us, that frighten us, that block our way from fulfilling our destiny. God says, I'm going to make you a new threshing instrument, sledge, with sharp teeth, you will thresh the mountains. You will beat them small because I've put within you a power that is greater than all. Don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid. Trust God. Believe the word of God and act upon it. This righteous anger I'm talking about should rise up within us like a mighty flood, like I saw in my vision, and sweep away all resistance from the enemy, all opposition, all doubt, all unbelief, and utterly put the enemy to flight. One of God's promises is your enemies will come against you seven ways, but they will flee 
uh, uh, one way, but they will flee from you seven different directions. In other words, you will scatter them. How dare does the enemy come against the anointed of God? He tries. Jesus defeated him on the cross of Calvary and took away all of his power and all of his authority. He has none. He has no authority or power over the believer, legally speaking, except the authority he given in ignorance and unbelief. Amen. Something to think about. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested in the flesh that he might destroy the works of the devil. And the Son of God, Christ himself, Christ in us, lives within us, will manifest himself within us, will rise up within us, for it is God who works in us both to will and to do, lifting up the holy standard against all the works of the enemy. And there is only one language the devil knows and is terrified of, folks. Listen carefully. Only one. And that is the language of the word of God spoken by faith through your mouth. The word that we believe in our hearts and speak with our mouths. Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, believe what? That those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. So watch what you're constantly saying. Don't give the enemy authority through your words. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 1 says, We are snared by the words of our mouths. The, light, the power of life and death is in the tongue. The words that you speak are the seeds that you sow today, which in time you will reap the harvest. Either the blessing or the cursing. When David heard the insults of Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17 on the battlefield, how do you think he responded to him? He was not mild and he was not mellow when he addressed him. He was angry, very angry. And a righteous indignation rose up against young David and he began to address Goliath. And he uttered words of faith, telling him exactly what he was going to do to him. That's the attitude we should have against the enemy's works, against the devil and against his cohorts. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine defying and insulting the armies of the living God? Who does he think he is? I will go and take his head off, king. You have no fear. 
and here is a 16, 17 year old boy speaking. It was his faith speaking while the others ran and, and hid in the, in, the, in the trenches. Oh, thank God for David. He arrived at the right time. And he's teaching us this is the attitude we ought to have against the devil and all of his works. Now, is that the attitude we carry when, when the enemy comes against us to steal from us, to destroy our relationships, our marriages, our finances, our peace of mind? Is this the kind of attitude we have? Or do we get mad at our spouse, <laughs> get, get mad at our neighbor? Listen, folks. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, against people, against human beings. Our wrestle is not against people. We don't fight against people. We wrestle against principalities, the Bible says, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against the spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. Wherefore, we need to take the whole armor of God and stand and fight with it, particularly the, the, all of the armor. All of it is important. The shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, the shoes, and the helmet of salvation. Do we get mad and angry or do we just lie down and take whatever he dishes out? Maybe some of us have lost the will to fight. You need the will. You know, someone said, Listen to what he said. A person without weapons, but a will to fight, will defeat a person who has all the weapons, but no will to fight. Amen. And here, I'm going to read something to you from Psalm 18. This is the language of David that he uses. In battle. Remember, his enemies were physical. He fought physical battles. Today we don't fight physical battles. We don't, we, the weapons of our warfare, the Bible says, are not carnal, they're not fleshly, but they are mighty through God. They're spiritual weapons. And with them we, we, def we pull down the strongholds of the enemy. Listen to, but listen to his language and to his attitude towards what I'm talking about. Psalm 18, and I'm going to read verse 37 through to 40 and verse 42. He says, I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back till they were destroyed. I have wounded them so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. For you, O Lord, have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. And you have given me the necks of my enemies so that I destroyed those who hated me. Then I beat them as fine as the dust before the wind. I cast them out like dirt in the streets. Do you see his language? Do you see his attitude? Read the whole Psalm 18. It's a, it's a psalm of spiritual warfare. 
and I've used it many times during my course, during the journey uh, of my faith. Amen. The language that he uses is a fighting language. And that's our attitude. That should be our attitude as a believer when the enemy tries to hurt you, when the enemy throws these things against you, especially those things that you redeemed from, that Jesus paid the price so that we can walk free from, free from fear, free from the curse. Amen. So, and as I was just meditating on this, on this word today, I, I heard the Spirit of God whisper to my spirit and he said, Son, take your rightful place. Exercise your God-given blood-bought authority against all his works. For I have given you power and authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions, Luke chapter 10, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is Jesus' words to you as a disciple, as a believer. The children of Israel, as you all know, were given a land of promise, flowing with milk and honey. But they were unwilling to go in fight the giants that were there and take possession of the land that was promised to them by inheritance. You know the story. Numbers chapter 13 and 14 relates the story. Sad, sad story. But because they refused to fight, they were fearful. They forfeited what was promised to them. They never got to see the promised land. They never got to experience it. They never set foot in it. They stayed in the desert for 40 years until everyone died in that generation except two people because they had a fighting spirit, a resilient spirit, a spirit of faith, Joshua and Caleb. They said, let us go up and possess the land. But the people listened to the 10 other spies. You see, sometimes majority rule is not, is not the right thing. Majority is not always right. Amen. So because they refused to enter in and fight, they forfeited the promised land. And you know what? The same principle applies to us today. The same principle. Jesus bought and paid with his blood every blessing promised to us. But if we are unwilling to fight the good fight of faith, to take hold of those things promised us, we will remain without them. And God will allow us to remain without them. He did his part. Now it's our part. And I trust I've been able to communicate uh, something to you today that will help you in your fight, in your resistance. Don't cower. Don't, don't, don't Allow the enemy to have his way with you. You have authority. Stand up. Know your rights. Know what God promised you. Know the word of God. And get angry at the devil. I, I, I read a story many years ago about Smith Wigglesworth. 
he was waiting at the bus stop to catch the bus and there was a lady coming with a little doggy and uh, and she wanted the dog to go back to the house so she started go go back to the house go back to the house but the more she she addressed him the more the dog just jumped up and down and performed finally she stomped her foot and he said get <laughs> and the dog just put his tail between his legs and ran and smith wigglesworth witnessed this and he said that's how you deal with the devil that's how you deal with the devil that's the language he understands amen praise the lord are you still with me thank you jesus we're going to pray for italia now uh, she's she hasn't been well for according to frank for a week but let me pray over the word first and then we will pray if there are any, any other prayer requests we will do so father thank you for the revelation of the principle of resistance you have instructed us in your word to resist the devil being steadfast in our faith knowing what you promised us and willing to stand up for what we believe not only stand for what we believe but be willing to fight the good fight of faith in order to take hold of what was promised to us I pray that you will infuse our spirit within us strength, that we will rise up like a mighty force, lifting up the standard of the Lord Jesus Christ in his authority and in his name, rebuking and resisting all of the works of the enemy and triumphing over them in the Lord. We thank you that you've given us this authority. Teach us how to exercise it by faith in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.